Kikaiko, hit that shell. Come on. Coming to you live from a little grass shack in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, it's the Junior Kekuwema Jr. Show, starring Junior Kekuwema Jr. Join Junior along with the Wayne Bote Band as he makes any kind from Hawaii. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Junior Kekuwema Jr. I tell you again, so we was having this conversation right before the podcast started, right? And the conversation was between me and one, one Instagrammer, bro, it was, it was on Instagram. So, so the, and the conversation went, went kind of like this, hey, unks, uh, you the one on the podcast, right? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, and then because he, well, he knows. See, the thing is, local people, but they know, you know what I'm saying? But they test you. They're going to test you. They're going to test you at every turn, boo. Every turn. Hey, first, we want to start the show with uh, attitude of gratitude, and then we get into everything. Uh, so the United States, right, the biggest states so far right now, the top three, California still number one, uh, and they are on fire, and, and the smoke is in Hawaii right now because there's no wind today. So when you look outside, oh, bro, choke smoke, bro, from the California fire. So they're number one. Texas is number two, and uh, Hawaii is number three. Then we'd like to say mahalo to Ireland, to uh, the Netherlands, Ghana, Canada, United Kingdom, Bangladesh, Poland, Australia, Brazil, Slovakia, Philippines, Germany, South Africa, Italy, Russia, Japan, France, Belgium, Peru, Romania, Vietnam, Israel, and Austria. Oh, bro. Yeah, so so last night, right? Now what? The last twenty-four hour period, we've had five point four k plays. So five thousand four hundred people around the world, wherever they are, right? Because you know, you if you divide them up into all these countries and the states and everything, Kentucky, by the way, is our newest state. So we we moved up from twenty-nine states to thirty states. Kentucky, thank you very much. Uh, we appreciate it. And, um, but, but, you know, if you divide them out, right, you go, oh, okay, so this guy's following a show. So anyway, if you're following a show in Vietnam, if you're following a show in, well, we don't know anybody in Korea yet, okay, but Japan, we get Vietnam, we get Japan, okay, so if you're following the, the podcast over there, we'd like to say that you are honorary, honorary Hawaiians, okay, honorary, honorary, you know what is that, right, honorary. Yeah, so you honorary Hawaiians when you listen to the show, but that, that, that's how it works, okay, after the show. You guys are Japanese again, okay, and Vietnamese again. But while you're listening to the show, you are honorary Hawaiians. Okay, so Hawaiians, so, so I was having this conversation with this guy, and, and he said, hey, you know, you know, we gotta, we gotta talk about, we gotta talk about some stuff on a podcast, right? And so, so, you know, and we was talking like, okay, what we're gonna talk about, what, you know, so we make notes, we make notes, okay? And one of the stories, okay, so, you know, I, I share stories from my life, right? So this guy was like, oh, unks, bro, you, you the one doing a podcast. So I already know that he knows that, that I know that, that he knows that it's me. Okay. You been followed on? Never mind. No need. Okay. So he knows, right? So I told him, uh, yeah. So I got to play stupid once in a while. So I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, that's me, right? 
So he goes, ho, unks, mean the podcast, mean. So he goes, bro, we're getting all kind of knowledges from you. I'm like, okay, what kind of knowledge is he talking? He goes, oh, no, bro, you talk about the chicks. Bro, you talk about all kinds of stuff, like the stuff you went through, the journeys. And I said, yeah, yeah. And he goes, bro, that's for real or what? <laughs> I said, bro, this is exactly for real what I did, right? And then now, okay, now we have a new bunch of demographics. I never go over the demographics today because take too much time. But we have an, an increasing number of people, 60 plus. And the reason why is because we started advertising on Facebook and and uh, and uh, LinkedIn, right? Because the business guys, bro, you know the professionals, that, bro, they all they are old already, right? They are, they're over 60. Because all, all these guys are the people that hire other people or they did their stuff, they retired, and they have the knowledge, okay? But not everybody's going to talk about it, okay? Because we live in Hawaii and people are related and this place is corrupt as hell. Okay, but it's corrupt from a different standpoint. It's not corrupt like everybody's dirty over here. It's not that. It's like, you know, you could you could pull off a monopoly in Hawaii if your family was big enough, right? And so one family marrying two daughter family, and two daughter family, two daughter family. Pretty soon, you get like nine families that control everything, right, in, in a certain field. I mean, you know, it depends, right? Because you cannot have like that. You cannot do that in a medical field. You, but you can do it in the entertainment world. Bro, three companies control Waikiki. Count them. Three. Okay, right now, <laughs> they're all out of work. Okay, well, anyway. But that's a different story. What I'm saying is that, yeah, you can put people in key places, right? And then you have strategic marriages. See, because they could, yeah, you know, so the, you remember the, the kind, the Kelloa thing, right? We had, so so these these guys, is this information is only for people in Hawaii, and we have, like I said, they're, they're number three on the state list. But for the people in Hawaii, you guys remember the KLR case, right? So the wife was a prosecutor, right? How you think that happened? Okay. And why you think that happened? Okay, look at the result. Is what I'm saying, right? Okay. And it's not because, it's not because it started out bad. You know, sometimes, sometimes you take a little sip on that cocktail of power, Right? And pretty soon you're junk with power. And then what happens? Well, you see what I mean? That's what I'm saying. See, it doesn't always start out like, okay, you know what? We're going we're gonna to get married and we're going to take over. We're gonna... No, it doesn't start out like that. You start sipping on a cocktail first, right? Then you start getting that little buzz and pretty soon you junk on power and then boom, right? Okay. And, and, you know, so all I'm saying is that it's not, it doesn't start out necessarily wrong or bad, but things happen, right? Things get progressive, things move along. So, so for the 60 plus crowd, right? These guys know who Cheech and Chong was. And I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some background because today I'm going to tell the story of how I got to be, right? Cheech. And I got to meet Tommy Chong. And when I say I got to be Cheech, right, it's because that, that bit Dave that they had, that is comedy bit, Dave, okay? And I got to do him with Tommy Chung live on the radio in Honolulu, okay? So so a lot of these local boys, right, they, they, they go, oh, if I, if I got to do that kind of stuff, I got I to gotta, gotta go out of town. No, you don't have to. With the law of attraction, you can bring it to you, okay? Now you got to do is put this in your mind. Okay, and this is, bro, this is in my mind long time. Not Tommy Chong, but all this entertainment kind of stuff and this kind of stuff that I did. And slowly I got to meet all these people. Now, there were some really good, famous people. 
And there were some really crappy famous people. You know, don't make me tell you that, don't make me tell you this other story about this other comedian that came. Anyway, but, but no, but so there's a lot of good people and you meet them. And, you know, sometimes they're, they're controlled by people that's not so good. See what I'm saying? But they're good people. Now, Tommy Chong, he was right on. Good, good guy, humble guy. And he came, right? Now, now, let me give you some background on these guys. So, so back when, you know, in my younger days, bro, these guys was like, that. these was the, the kings of comedy in their day. In their day. And everything was about smoking weed. Smoking weed, smoking weed, everything. Okay, now you guys are familiar with the movie Up in Smoke. Okay, that came after. Okay, before that came the record albums. Okay, I, I know, I know, you, you 33 year olds are always, Uncle, what is one record? Okay, I can tell you what a record is. It's not the kind of record you guys get down at HPD in the files. It's a different kind of record. So we had, we had albums, right? Records, vinyl records. 33 and a half RPMs. <laughs> they would spin at 33 and a half. And, and we, and then we had 45s, which would spin faster, right? So, and this is, this is our first experience with revolutions per minute, right? And then, then some of the brothers got into auto mechanics and they would learn more. You see what I'm saying? They, they would expand. But this is our first experience. Anyway, so we had albums. And so we used to put on, so the, the first album, the Cheech and Chong album, Oh, bro, I tell you, I remember laughing so hard, I would cry. I was, like, tears was coming on my face. I couldn't stop laughing. My stomach was sore. I was like, I was like, I was telling, I was, bro, we was listening to me and my classmate was, I told him, bro, turn them off already, turn them off. I don't can handle. That's how funny that was. And they was making fun of all kinds of stuff. <clears throat> they was making stuff, of, you know, fun of drugs. Uh, weed, like, like all this, you know, guys. So, so back in the day, right? It was fashionable for for entertainers, right? And I'm not just talking comedians. I'm talking singers, okay? To get so wasted that you couldn't understand the words to the song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, for real, Hoyes. You couldn't understand the words to the song. You'd be listening to the song, you know, and they, and they, I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. But you let that, and then you go, wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. What was the words? Right? And you got, and, and, and your partner in the car, right? You guys smoking weed in the cane field, and he's going, oh, I, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that, no, that's what it happened. And then, so, so locally, right? Like nationally, we had guys like Dean Martin, right? And Dean had the, had the cocktail glass in his hand. So you thought he was drunk, right? And Dean would make any kind and he would, and he would slur his words and he would, but back in the day, it was fashionable to be like that. Okay. Now, if you do that today, right? Everybody got the young kids could look at you like, whoa, bro, you, you looking handle. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they gonna, they won't call on Pelosi on you. You see what I'm saying? But back in the day, this stuff was fashionable. So you wanted to go to the concert. You looked forward to going to the concert and to seeing these guys like like loaded, like cranked up, like turned up. Okay. And they was turned up on alcohol. They was turned up on weed. They was turned up on bro, acid, LSD, right? Bro, you name it, mushrooms. Bro, they, was, 
Dude's backstage and grabbing handfuls of stuff and just downing them. Pills, okay, pills, bruh. So, so these guys, they had guys called pill freaks, right? Bruh, I saw all of this in the entertainment world, bruh. I, I seen behind it. You got to go behind the curtain, behind the scenes, bruh. I saw all this kind of stuff, right? And so, so when, and some of the guys, right, they could, so you would show up to some of the venues in Waikiki, okay? And you would be standing in line. Right, and the paramedics would come. Right, and this bro, the show never even stopped. People never even filled the 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 showroom yet. Right, nobody's inside yet. The paramedics show up. Right, and they carrying this guy out on the stretcher, and they loading him into the back of the ambulance. And they go, hey, who's that? They go, oh, that, that's Mackie Fury. And <laughs> Mackie Fury, but no, this this happened. This happened. Right, but but it wasn't just Mackie. It wasn't just Mackie, bro. You used to go to, bro. You used to go to entertainment venues, and these guys used to play the first set. And then, hey, what happened to so and so? Oh, well, yeah, but she's I don't know, right? Because nobody likes say nothing, right? So and so was passed out in the dressing room because he did a little too much. Is what I'm saying, right? So so back in the day, this kind of stuff happened all the time. Now, if you went to, if you was, you know, like 18 now and 19, 20 years old now and you go to a venue now and you see the guy, you know, you see Jack Johnson pull out of one stretcher, right? I mean, that doesn't happen. You see what I'm saying? That doesn't happen. But if you saw that now, you would go out of your mind, right? Everybody would be like, what? See, back in the day, it was all, oh, well, okay, well, everybody accepted it. Right? You know, it was all, oh, well, well, I guess uh, one too many. And everybody was cool with that. Okay, so the world has changed, Hawaiians. The world is a better place. The world is a better world right now. See? And people always looking around going, no, this place is getting worse. Oh, everything, everything is bad now. Every, everything getting worse. No, 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 no. Bro, back in the day, but back in the day, I remember being in the showroom, right? You know, and, 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 you know, so Uncle Don used to be singing. And sometimes he, okay, I got to tell you guys the inside, okay? Now, sometimes, right, and I'm talking about Hawaii's greatest star, Don Ho, right? And I told you guys on the other podcast, right, that the ice box in the back dressing room was full of Martinelli's apple juice. It was apple juice. But in the, in the, in the glass, it looked like scotch, okay? In the glass, it looked like scotch, right? And he would go on stage and you know, I remember you, right? And then he would do one of these. Long afternoon, gone. He would do that, right? And everybody in the audience, they kind of, you know, they was, they was kind of in dreamland. It was kind of like they was in one trance. They was, in, they was looking like, you know how the, you know how the moths look at the light bulb? You know, they was like that. They was like, looking like that. And then some people would walk out, right? Some people who didn't really get it used to walk out of the showroom going, I have never seen a show like that. He did, he couldn't pronounce his word. He was so drunk that he was... Bro, you know what? He was a showman. He was so drunk, he was drinking apple juice. <laughs> Hawaiians, I tell you, bro, I was on trip, okay? No, no, now that I've set the stage for the way things was... Let me tell you about Chichin Chong. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing was about jokes about drugs. The whole the whole thing. 
And it still is, right? Now they find now they're coming out on the winning end, right? Because only now in the recent in the recent like I don't know recent history, okay? Call it fifteen to twenty years, right? Only now modern society is catching on. This is the cure for cancer, right? Cannabis, right? Oh no, no, we we legalize it. Why? Well, it, it's actually good for you. Ah, okay, well, you know, they get CBD, they get all, they're doing all this stuff. Bro, Chichin Chong knew this stuff back in the 70s. Back in the 70s, bro, when I was a small kid and they were, they knew already, okay? So anyway, it sometimes, like I said, sometimes it takes a little while for people to catch on. But now that I've set the stage, okay, so they came out with this album, right? And, they, you know, and we was listening, was cracking up, our stomachs were sore. And they had this routine where this guy was knocking on a door, okay? And and he was he was saying that it was Dave. So the thing went kind of like this. It was kind of like, hey, man, open up, man. It's me, Dave. I got to stop. And the guy inside was Tommy Chong, inside the room. Now, he was loaded, okay? And he was like, who? And he was like, Dave, man, open up. I got to stop. He goes, Dave? Right? Because he, he, he was wasted, right? And then he goes, Dave's not here, right? So this whole thing goes, it plays out, it plays out. And it was like, it was like a minute and a half long, right? So I memorized the whole routine because it was the funniest damn stuff that we heard back in the day. You know, so I I memorized everything. I did not know Hawaiians and I did not expect that one day I would be right here with Tommy. Tommy Chong was five feet away from me, maybe four feet on the other mic. And I was in the in the room on the other mic, right? And and you know, inside of me, I, I get this, you know, this inspired thought. Now, this is the law of attraction, okay? When you have inspired thought, you need to act on it because this is the voice of God, okay? God is the one that now now the inspired thought. Now, some guys get inspired for different stuff, and I always tell you guys, right? God is in here in you. Right? And so is Satan. Okay? Satan is in here to you. Now, sometimes, right, you get that inspired thought for good stuff. And that's how you know that that's the God side of you. That's how you know that, that you know, you're co-creating with God at that point. Now, if you get inspired thought, you know, because this guy is acting up in traffic and you want to go in your trunk and you want to pull out your 45, okay? Now, that's the other side. <laughs> that's, that's the other side. So I get this inspired thought. I'm four feet from Tommy Chong, and he's doing an interview. Now, he's doing an interview with the guy that was leading the show. It was his show. Okay, so he's, and, and this was the show I was on. I was doing comedy for 18 years, and, you know, this was the show that they, they only let me come on when the regular guy was off because he couldn't handle. <laughs> he couldn't handle. Anyway, but if no, it was, you got to understand. You got to, and you got to, you got to, you know, put it in the, in the perspectives, okay, that this is the entertainment world. This is the entertainment business, and this business get huge egos. Sometimes the egos no can fit in a door. You see what I'm saying? And so, and everybody has one. It just, you know, some are bigger than others. That's, you know, and I'll just leave it there. But anyway, so I was there when this guy was, was off. And here comes Tommy Chong, and Tommy Chong standing right four feet away from me. And I'm like, I get this inspired thought. And the thought is, bruh, do Dave, bruh, just do Dave. You know, and I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, should I wait for the break 
and then ask them, you know, like, like, you know, ask permission. Like, oh, Tommy, can, can we do, you think we can do Dave? You see what I mean? And then I'm, and then the, so I get the angel on my shoulder over here. I get the devil on my shoulder on the other side. Right now, the angel is saying, well, maybe you should wait till the break and then ask him. And then, you know, maybe you should just ask permission first. Because maybe if he's not down with it, you know, it might not go to. And the devil side of me is going, nah, frick him. Just go into Dave. That's his bit. He knows the damn thing. Right. So I get in. I get in the two side. Right. You know, and then the angel side is telling me, no, you really you really should wait because you know, and the the other side is going, bruh, do him now. Right. So, so. So I guess I don't know. You see, I don't know. Could have been the angel side telling me do them now, right? I don't know. I, I, but the only thing I know is, right? I got that inspired thought, and and I was trained through the law of attraction, right? When you get that inspired thought in the moment, you gotta go. Okay, you don't you don't sit and think about it and what? Cause that that chance will show itself to you and then it will dissipate and disappear and you will never have that chance again. So what did I do? I went knock on the counter. <laughs> I went knock on the counter. I was like, right? Uh, hey, Dave, it's me, man. And when I went knock on the counter, I caught his attention because we, we was laughing, right? So we was laughing in, in, at, at one joke and then we laughed and then I went knock on the counter and he went look at me and I said, Open up, man. It's me, Dave. I got the stuff, man. It, right? And then he went right into him, Hawaiians. He went right into him. And he, he goes, who? And I go, it's me, man. Dave, open up. I got the stuff. Who? Dave. He, and, you know, and then he was, Dave's not here. Bruh, the whole room erupted, okay? Because the guy that was the lead on the show, right? This was his radio show, right? He knew all this stuff, right? He, 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 he was there. He was there when this stuff came out. He was older than me. I mean, so he was probably, I don't know how old he was, but he was, he was probably a teenager when this stuff came out, right? And then, and so anyway, but, but he knew the stuff, bro, the whole room would explode. People was calling up from the audience going, bro, that was hilarious. Junior, bro, that was it. So, so what they would do in the old days, right? Cause we never had this kind. FaceTime, we never had this kind, right? So we never had YouTube and we never had that kind of contact. So back in the old days, they used to call on the phone and high five us verbally, right? Bro, Junior, bro, that was unreal. You know, guys used to call me up sometimes. They call up the radio station and, they, and this one guy said one time, he goes, bro, I almost drove my rig off the freeway. That was so funny. Cause these guys was driving trucks. These guys was driving 18 wheelers, right? And they was hauling. The truck drivers, they work early in the morning. And they all listened to us. All these guys, right? So he was telling me. He goes, bro, I almost drove off the road. God, you're, you know? And so this is the kind of reactions that we used to get from the audience. And, bro, I cannot tell you how heartwarming this is, right? And, and these demos, these guys right now, right? Okay, these demos that we're getting from Facebook and LinkedIn. Bro, all these guys. But then they either know these guys or they was part of these guys. They they either they either been there, done that, or you see what I'm saying? But in this these are the people in Hawaii. Right? Now you people in Vietnam listening around the world, whatever, you guys know Cheech and Chong. Just just Google Cheech and Chong or just Google Tommy Chong. See Tommy Chong is all over the place now, he's on social media and everything. And now these guys are really carrying some heavy weight behind them because people are going, Wow, the stuff you guys was joking about, you know, back in the day. Is actually saving lives now, you know, and, and they're going, yeah, 
well, yeah, you know, and and then you go, well, you guys, you guys do smoke a lot. <laughs> you know, brother's like, yeah, light them up. But you think they get cancer? <laughs> See what I'm saying, right? But so so you know, it's just the way that life works when you draw these things into your world. You know, when you make up your mind, okay, make up your mind what you like do. And my mind was made up. But I was a small kid. I was hearing this stuff, and I was thinking one day. You know, I, n- I never think one day I'm going to meet Tommy Chong. I never thought that. I never thought that in my wildest dreams that I was going to make, I was going to meet the guy that was making me laugh so hard I went cry and my stomach was sore and I was, I was curling up on the floor and I was, and I was going, Ian, turn him off already, bro. <laughs> like, turn him off. And I can't, I can't handle already. Right? Cause I was in pain. I mean, you know, when you laugh so hard, like, bro, you're in pain. You're rolling. I mean, on the ground, bro, I was on the ground. And I was like, no, stop, stop, turn them off, turn them off. But, and, you know, so these things have, all these things happen. And I will tell you, Hawaiians, this is the work of God. Okay, so the law of attraction is God in action. So God was making this stuff happen, right? God was making us cross paths. Now, what would have happened if I didn't substitute that day? You know, so, so I'm very grateful to that guy who gave me such a hard time. No, you got to understand that people that give you a hard time, people that are jealous of you, people that, you know, uh, just, you know, people that hate you, whatever, you're haters, you're haters, right? People that do that and they, they project that kind of energy onto you and stuff like that. Okay, these are not necessarily bad people, okay? These are just people that are your teachers and you got to learn from this. I learned a lot from this guy. You know, I even tried to be his friend at one point. Because I admired, you know, I admired a lot of stuff he did. He was a talented dude. Very talented. You know, he wasn't, you know, too sure of himself, but he was talented. I mean, you know, so so here's the thing that, that you can tell about your haters, okay? If you get somebody and they, they're hating on you, like, like right, like out in the open kind of, you know, like that, right? Okay. There's something within them, right, that that when they look at you, you know, and they see that and they, okay, so it bothers them, right? And then it, it could be that, that, you know, they want, either they want to be like you or they see something in you that they don't like that's in themselves. Something about, you know, like on reflection kind of stuff, right? I mean, so you got to love your haters. You got to love your haters. You got to forgive your haters. But I would forgive this guy, you know what I'm saying? But I didn't know, right, that this thing was like, was like as bad as it was back in the day, but that that was the other podcast. We told you guys that story, right? But but I'm just saying that you know when you have haters, like you got gotta love your haters. Now what happened if this guy didn't take off? Okay, if this guy showed up for work that day, it wouldn't have been me, Hawaiians. Mm-mm. But I got to be there because this guy took off. He took off a lot, and I got really, I really, I'm grateful to this guy. Cause like he was, he was the kind, you know, the prima donna type, you know, so so the so the the lead guy from the show, right, the main man. Okay, so he would take vacation and he would he would go two weeks. Bro, he was traveling throughout the world. He was climbing the pyramids. He was he was doing all that crazy stuff, jumping out of planes. He was having fun, right? And he was, you know, not my cup of tea, not the kind of stuff I would do. But but he was doing them. He was God. He was having fun. You know, he went to all kinds of places, doing shorts, pictures from all around the world, you know. And, I, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, and it, it, that was his thing. But when he came back, every single time he came back, right, 
this this other guy, the number two guy, okay? So I was a substitute for the number two guy. So technically, I was, I was third string. <laughs> I was third string. So anyway, so there's, well, actually, well, maybe second string, but for the, you know what I'm saying, for the second guy, the guy, yeah, like that. And so, so but but every time he came back from his trips, right, like he went to these outrageous, like Acapulco, and they, they was dancing with margaritas, and they was doing crazy kind of stuff, and they had the guy bring the donkey, and he's like, bro, they was doing crazy stuff, right? And then he would come back, and we show us pictures and we'd be laughing away. and then this guy, the number two guy, would take on vacation for two weeks, right? Because he took on, because the lead guy took two weeks, he go take two weeks. Well, you know what? That was magic, Hawaiians. That was magic for me, right? Because for two weeks, I went sitting in. I was there for two weeks sitting in. And I tell you what, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't have met Tommy Chong. I wouldn't have been in the same studio with Eddie Griffin. I wouldn't, you know, Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin. Stop. Okay, I'm going to tell you the Eddie Griffin story. It's not about me. It's not about me, but it's, like, bro, I got to tell you, I got to tell you guys this. Okay, so Eddie Griffin, right? Eddie Griffin comes in the studio, and, and he's, um, he's Eddie Griffin, right? If you know anything about, if, if you know anything about Eddie Griffin, right? So this guy comes in the studio, right? And then... And he's sitting down and he's talking story with the lead guy, right? You know, I don't like mentioning names always, right? But I, I can tell you Eddie Griffin. And so he's talking story and inter- doing the interview. Now I'm taping the interview. So I have the tape interview. One day I go put him up on YouTube, but I have the I have the interview. And he so he was, bro, this was genius. This was genius. Uh, uh, not Eddie Griffin's part, but the guy who, the, the lead from the show, the guy that, that put me on the radio, for 18 years, but no, he's genius. And you know, people listen to him, right? And and he's funny. Bro, he's funny. He's, he's quick. You see what I'm saying? But he set Eddie Griffin up. Oh, bro. So Eddie Griffin came in and he knew that you're not supposed to swear on the radio, right? But he's Eddie Griffin. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get the kind of ego involved in stuff like that, right? So he's Eddie Griffin, right? So, so he starts, you know, dropping these F-bombs like here and there every once in a while. Now, when you do that in radio, okay, they have a button, right? And you got to press the button. Now, the button is a five-second delay. So whatever the guy said, whatever he said, right, is going to be cut out from the programming because it's a delay. It's a delay switch. It's automatic. You just, so, so, the, so the lead guy, right? Would have to press the button like all these times, right? And that's exactly what happened. So he was pressing button, pressing button, pressing button. Pretty soon he gave me an eye roll. He looked at me and he gave me an eye roll. Now, now there's certain signals that I got to tell you that happens in the radio studio, right? One of them is the eye roll. If you get the eye roll from our lead guy at the time, right? If you get that eye roll, something's coming. Something's coming, Hawaiians. And you better brace yourself. You, know, you see what I'm saying? If you're going to seatbelt, you better put them on. And that's all I'm saying, bro. And so so he's, he's you know, giving me, give me an eye roll. And I go, uh-oh. And so he starts to wrap up the interview, right, with, with Eddie Griffin. And right at the end of the, of the broadcast, and I got this on tape. And I'll go, I'll go make this public very, very soon, bro, because it was a classic moment. Bro, there, there, this guy was so skilled, bro. 
and Eddie Griffin is standing up and walking out of, you know, he's walking out of the studio. Very, I would say, uh, in a um, non-humble manner, <laughs> let's say that. I don't know if I want to say arrogant. I don't think it was arrogant. It was just, it was just him. It was just his personality. He stood up and he, he was waltzing out of the studio and our lead guy goes, and there he is, ladies and gentlemen, Eddie Murphy. And, and oh, bro, I tell you, when he said Eddie Murphy, okay, that, and he went yank Eddie's chain, okay, Eddie Griffin. And he said Eddie Murphy, Eddie Griffin would turn around, and I'm not going to repeat what he said, but he said, he said, Eddie MF and Griffin. <laughs> he said, he said, he said, it's Griffin, Griffin, Eddie MF and Griffin, right? was off the chain cause right and and so me and this other guy right it was looking at the lead guy and we was cracking we never say anything right there we waited until the door went closed because because eddie griffin had to walk out into the hallway right and so he walked out into the hallway the door went closed bro we was we was verbally high-fiving this guy our lead guy and we were so proud of him because you know, Eddie, Eddie Griffin thought it was all that until he heard Eddie Murphy. <laughs> and Yankees chain at the very end. Proud Eddie, that was hilarious. And we actually have that on tape. And, and one of these days, Hawaiians, one of these days, Hawaiians, we're going to put them up. And, it, you know, the only reason why, you know, I don't put them up on my sites is because of all the language. You know what I'm saying? So we, we try not to use, you know, dirty language, stuff like that. I mean, you know, it, it is still my, uh, my feelings, right? Like, if you, if you talk to me in person, if we're sitting down and we're having a couple, I will swear like a sailor, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, trying, to, I'm not trying to lead you to believe that I'm against, you know, swearing and I don't swear because I'm, I'm better than, than Joe Blow. And no, 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 no. How I, I'm just saying. There's a time and place for this. So you younger guys, you guys in your 30s, right? Because we get the 35 to dead demographic, okay? And there's there's a few of you 28-year-olds listening, okay? So for you guys, okay, Unks just wants to tell you guys, if you guys got to go dirty, okay, just to get a laugh and just to be funny, and you guys got to drop the F-bombs and the... MFers and all this case, all that kind of stuff, right? You're not really funny. See what I'm saying? And I give you a good example. But I give you a good example. Okay. So right now, there's this guy out there doing comedy. He's making a huge name for himself right now. Okay. And and I, I will say his name, Tumua Tune. Okay. Tumua is out there doing clean satire. On Instagram, on on a TikTok, right? Now this guy is gonna be somebody in comedy. Remember, I said that now, okay? Because he's out there and he's clean, right? He is totally clean and he's making people laugh, right? And bro, just remember, I said that, okay? He, he never paid me, no worries. <laughs> you know what I mean? And we we don't hang out. I don't I don't hang out with anybody. You know, he he sees my social media once in a while. He pops in. He's hey, Uncle, you know, how, how are you? And that's about it. So he he did not ask me to give him a plug or anything. But Tumua Tuine is gonna be huge. Mark my words, okay? Because he's clean. He's clean. You know what happens? Here's the thing that happens when you go dirty, okay? When you go dirty. 
Okay, word gets around, right? And when people want to have you at a function, let's say, you know, like be, before back in the days when, you know, before the, the virus and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Back in the day where we had parties. <laughs> Remember those days? How I, seems like forever now, right? Okay, so back in those days, you know, people would be looking for people to hire. And if you had on company and you always had Christmas parties for your, for your you know, your workers, right? You would want, you, you don't want the same guy every year, right? And there's work out there for everybody, bro. So they used to hire me one year. They get Augie T one year. They get somebody else one year. You know what I'm saying? So, so, but in, it, in order to be considered for that kind, they have to have the trust, okay? The trust that you're going you go you to entertain because they get families showing up. They get tutus, right? They get the grandparents. So for you guys outside of Hawaii, tutus are grandparents. So they have, they have grandparents. They have parents there. They have the kids. They have, you know. So, so they want somebody on a stage who's going to be clean. Because the last thing you want, right, is somebody up there throwing F-bombs and your grandmother is sitting there, you know, your, <laughs> your, your, the, the kupuna, which we call in Hawaii the kupuna, and this is the elderly, right, the older people, and, and they don't want to hear that. I mean, come on. You see, so you younger guys planning comedy, I see what you guys doing on Instagram. I see it, okay? But at some point, okay, if you guys want to get to the higher level, you're going to have to place a filter on it. <laughs> that's all That's all Ounce is going to say. I'm not hating. I'm not hating. I mean, you got to drop the F-bombs. Go ahead. You got to do it. You got to do it. But you're going to fall into a certain category. And you're only going to be able to serve a certain amount of people. Okay? A, a certain demographic. Okay? Um, and and this, is, this is, you know, uh, it's just the way it is. It is what it is. And, and you make your choices and then you go experience what you experience. And if you experience limitation and, and you're doing that kind of stuff, then you know why. So, but anyway, but, but, so that's the way it was back in the old days, right? Tommy Chong showed up, right? Eddie Griffin showed up. All these guys showed up. You know, I remember one time this, so I don't know if I, uh, John Lovitz. I don't know if I should tell this story. John Lovitz showed up, right? From Saturday Night Live, right? He walked right in the studio. I'm sitting right over there, right? And so the lead guy, right? The lead guy has me do voices. Because, I, you know, I do different voices and stuff, right? I don't like doing them on a podcast. Maybe, maybe that's another podcast. I'm thinking that's another podcast, right? And so he has me do some voices, right? And this John Lovitz guy goes, bro. He goes, you could, you could get one show in Hollywood with you doing stuff like that, right? And he, he was kind of, you know, he was... He was joking around, but in a way, he was like telling me, like, "Wow, pretty good, bro." You know, you know that kind. And so, so I got this, you know, I, I got validation from from big guys like that. I got, you know, I got to meet these guys, and he's a big dog. John Lovitz is a big dog, right? And and these guys came through the, the radio studio, you know. And I and I always ask myself, why why is it right that I always meet these famous people? Like so many famous people, I can go down one string, one line, and tell you guys, and not just from radio. I mean, you know, there was there was times in Waikiki, right? You know, guys that you guys wouldn't even remember the sixty plus demo. You guys remember Bill Conrad, Cannon? <laughs> yeah, I met, I met bro. I met him down the can, Hyatt Regencies, bro, with the can. What's his name for the Brady Bunch? Uh, the the middle kid, Peter Brady, the middle one. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, he was walking outside with Peter Brady. I was, I was like, hey, I was like, hey, Cannon. And then I was like looking at Peter Brady going, hey, what's up, Peter? I mean, you know, people know that that's not their name. You know what I mean? And they said, and I did a lot of stuff like that. And sometimes I did them on purpose. You know, the other podcast, I was telling you guys about gym neighbors. I mean, all kinds of stuff happened. And I had to ask myself, okay, what am I doing to attract all these famous people? Now, now, here's the thing, right? It all goes back to vibration. What vibration are you on, Hawaiians? Are you on a positive vibration? Right? This is the law of attraction. Are you on the vibration that will attract the kind of people that you want to meet? Places you want to go, cars you want to drive, places you like visit, whatever, houses you like live in, wherever, whatever. But I'm just telling you, right? So the vibe... That, that I was on, right? I was attracting all these stuff. I mean, till today. Till today, I meet famous people. Sometimes I'm in the mall. You know, I see Governor Ariyoshi. How old is Governor Ariyoshi? He's about 125 years old, I think. And, you know, and this is... Sorry for you guys out of Hawaii. This is this is a former governor of the state of Hawaii. But but I'm just saying, right? So I meet all these guys. Well, I was... I was so we have... Um, you guys from out of Hawaii. We had this senior senator... Right from Hawaii, and and I was sitting next to him on 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 election night one night. It was just me and him and his campaign manager sitting in the back, and you know, I mean, we were just sitting down, and he looked at me and he said, "I'm just a public servant," and that was Daniel K. Inoy, the Honorable Daniel K. Inoy, and I'm like, "Whoa!" Like, okay, what put me on his desk? I was well, not on. I was sitting at his desk. He was sitting over here. I was sitting right there on the side in the chair. I'm like, God put me right there at that moment. Right? So I had to figure him out. Okay? The law of attraction says that whatever frequency you want, that's what you're going to get. Okay? So raise your frequency, Hawaiians. Be happy. Life is not about a trial. Okay? You're not on trial to be judged. You know, you know. okay, did you handle this life good? Okay, you can go in heaven. Did you handle this life bad? Okay, you go in hell. It, it's not about that, Hawaiians. It's about, it's about, you know, helping others, yes. It's about being nice to people, yes. It's about being productive to your society, yes. It's about all of that. But at the end of the day, you got to have fun. You got to play with your life. If you have this white-knuckled grip on your life, Rhonda Byrne calls it the white-knuckled grip on your life, and you take everything so serious, Bro, your whole life could be serious and the consequences, bro, could be serious, right? Oh, oh, sorry, Hawaiians. I gotta go. I gotta go, Hawaiians. Hey, till next time. Bro, we, we gotta thank our sponsors. But yeah, yeah, don't, don't take life too serious, Hawaiians. Have fun with your life. You only live one time this way. That's it. Life is short. Have fun. There you go. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Island Club and Spa, Brother Randy, Sister Jerry, also Voice Master, company, uh, family of service companies. Also, we'd like to uh, mahalo AFMHawaiiMusic.com, featuring the music of Brother Darren Chinette. Download them now on iTunes. Until next time, Hawaiians, I'm Junior Kegoeva Jr. Mahalo and aloha.